Welcome back to What's the Crack, the podcast where myself and my mother plan to motivate, inspire and entertain you. But most of all, just give you a little bit of laugh. But you guys should all know this by now because you have been tuning in for the last seven weeks. And if not, where have you been? So without further ado, I'm Anton. And I'm Sherry Ann, Anton's mum, who shaves his mum. Oh, you got that in quick this week. She got it in quick this week. I was going to get right into the topic there so she couldn't get it in. Because usually I've got the pause and then that's when you fit it in. But I was going to go straight into it. Okay, so this week's topic is something we've actually been asked to discuss. Like I said, we've been recording now for the last sort of six or seven episodes. And people have got to know us a little bit better, which is what we wanted, Mum. We wanted them to get to know us better, didn't we? Yes. And I think people are starting to realise now that there is more to us than the mum that shaves the bum. And we have briefly mentioned in a lot of our episodes, both our businesses, and we've had a lot of questions coming in from both our Instagrams about really how to run businesses and people just wanting to know a little bit more about our businesses. And um, yeah, we thought we'd just put it all together and give you a little bit of advice, as always. How does that sound, Mum? That sounds great, son. But, I mean, you know, when we say advice, we've had a lot of failures there as well in our business. Yeah, exactly. By no means do I think we are experts in this field by any stretch of the imagination. We don't have a business degree. We have <laughs> nothing like that. Actually, Mum, you don't You don't even have a qualification to your name. <laughs> but, I, but I do, Anton. Well, sorry, skill qualification. But we will school. get into that. We will get yes. into that. We'll get into that um, a little bit later on. So by no means do I think we are experts on this. However, between both of us, um, we've got over 40 years experience in this. And mum, you've got most of that. I think you've got, what, 30 years experience in business? Yep, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years, it's a long time. And myself, I have had about 10 years in business and I've watched my mum and dad build up a successful business from a very, very young age. So I think we have got, stories to tell i think we've got advice um to give and yeah we can make a podcast out of this so mum i'm thinking about doing this a little bit different today okay We're going to do it a little bit different does that sound good yeah sounds great go so i'm going to interview you oh you're going to interview me <laughs> i'm going to interview you <laughs> I'm going to interview you, okay? So, because like I said, I think you've got most of the experience in this. I'm going to throw in my bit as we go along, but I think that you've got more value to this, to give to this than myself. And I also think that yourself and my my dad have inspired me to get into business over the years. And uh, yeah, I think that I know when my friends have been to the house, when your friends have been to the house, I know you naturally inspire people in business so I think that will be a good idea just for me to throw out these questions to you um, and put you on the spot a little bit and see what you've got. Okay I'm ready on you go son so have you got your questions for me? I've got my questions I'm ready this podcast is taking off the views are going up people are listening we're getting great comments we have to be professional I've got a list of questions here and I'm ready to go I am the interviewer. Oh okay Okay, so, just call me Oprah. Oh, oh Oprah. Like a male version. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Mum, I want to know a little bit of background to your business because I know that, well, everyone won't know that you never went to school. 
You never had any education. So I want to know what made you think you could start a successful business. So what do you mean then, Anton? Do you think that because I never went to school that I wasn't savvy enough to start and have the passion? What are you saying? Whoa, whoa, what are you whoa, saying? There's no need to get what def- are you saying? There is no need to get defensive here. That is not... You, you have misinterpreted my question wrongly. Okay. What I am saying is... I'm just stating a fact, you never had a school education, so what in your mind made you think that you could run a successful business? I'm just purely asking, what made you think that you could do it? Well, it goes back from a young age as well, because your granddad always had his own businesses as well, Anton. Okay. So but I was brought up with business, you know that? So, I mean, from a young age, I used to go with your granddad. Uh, he was an executive chef yeah. and was in charge of maybe a dozen um, steakhouses all over Scotland. So instead of going to school, I would say, oh, dad, please, can I just come with you today? But when you go back 55 years ago, when we were at school, Anton, you didn't, it was different. You didn't uh, now... If you're not at school for a period of time, you're checked up upon. Yeah. But in those days, nobody checked on you. Yeah. So, I mean, I ended up learning from a young age how to take stock checks, how to cook, how to clean. And it was just part of the daily routine. So even though I didn't go to school, I was still learning in my own way. I, I, I was learning about maths and English and learning from a young age how to take stock checks, what needs bought in, and how to rotate things, how to rotate all the foods. And, yep, so, because I never went yep. to school, son, you know, I, st- I still was learning. So with that, obviously, you're learning how to run a business and things like that. So one of my main motivational speakers I listen to is um, Tony Robbins, which I've mentioned in previous podcasts. And he talks about to succeed or... To have that sort of um, drive for success, you need to have one or two things, which was inspiration or desperation or both combined. So what I'm really asking there is, did you come from like a family, like a poor background where you felt that it was money that was driving you? What was it that was driving you to want to start your own business? Well, no, we never came. We came from like a middle class background. I mean... You know, we always had nice clothes to wear. Granddad always had a nice house. He had a nice car. Um, I mean, he was an executive chef, but then it got to a stage where your granddad took ill and couldn't work. So things started going really down. Yeah. And what happened was your granddad, um, it was at Ingolston Market, he put a small burger van together. And that was every Sunday. So that kept us ticking over because in the days, I mean, you had a big market there with one or two. There wasn't all that competition the way there is competition going on now. But passion, I mean, I knew since I was the first time I saw Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I don't know, I think it was about 10 year old. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That I knew that I was going to have a factory. Yep. When I saw that, I wanted a factory and that stuck with me all the way through. And obviously, 
and you went on to got your own popcorn factory now but i presume at that point you didn't know it was going to be popcorn that you were you were in so how did we go from helping my grand in the stalls to eventually running your own popcorn business talk to me through jobs that you had prior to that I think you worked in a chicken factory at one point, and I'm sure that's not to the type of factory you were envisioned when you watched Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. So talk me through that, because I know you had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit in there as well in that in that chicken factory, didn't you? Yeah, well, from the age I eight, like I was saying, I've always sort of I've always been working, and then um, I done the Avon, which is like a cosmetic. Um, yeah cosmetic products and that you used to sell around all the doors to the neighbours. So uh, I'd done that. I'd done a milk round, three o'clock in the morning. I went out at three o'clock in the morning and used to deliver milk to people's doors. So um, then my first real job was working in a factory, a chicken factory, packing chickens. And what age were you in when you done that? Oh, 15. F- just 15 going on 16 now. Uh, and I mean, in, in the days, was it was it normal for people at that age to be working or were you like the exception? Yes. Yeah, it was normal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even all my friends, they had, you know, they had like jobs picking potatoes. It's so different now. When we were younger, you could make your own pocket money. Kids could yeah. go out and work. Yeah. Chap doors. I mean, another, when I was younger, I used to chap um, all the neighbours' doors that knew us, and we called it Bob a Job. Yeah. So, do you want your garden done? Do you want your car washed? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you got maybe 50 pence or whatever, yep. but you were delighted. Yeah. It's sad that we, we live in a world just now where um, you, you can't do that because it's deemed as unsafe and things like that. But, I mean, that is a completely different topic that we can get onto another day i'm not going to let us get off topic today i am the interviewer today so i'm going to make sure we stay on topic and the questions go through okay okay so sorry we're going back to your your chicken factory at 15 so yeah i i know for a fact you you had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit when you were in the the chicken factory so tell us a little bit about that so what i would do is it was okay maybe about 500 people that worked in this factory So what I used to do is go to the cash and carry and buy, like, all jewellery and, um, like, tops and T-shirts and sell it to all the women. And then when videos came out, oh, Anton, me and your dad just... Me and your granddad, we used to... um, Your granddad used to get these two tape recorders and video recorders and actually tape, well, it's called pirate tapes now, I think. And we used to tape the tapes, and I used to go into work and rent out a videotape for a pound a night. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I've all, so I worked in the chicken. So what you're saying is you used to, <laughs> wait, wait now, so you used to rent out, these um, videos and then you used to basically record them and make copies is that is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying son 
We used to get- right, guys, this is very, this was, this is very, very illegal. So we do not <laughs> recommend you do this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we are just stating what's happened in the past. That is all. Do not follow what we say or what we do. We are just telling stories. <laughs> I'm just getting my mind. I'm just, I'm just uh, getting that disclaimer uh, so- in because I don't want to go. To, I don't want you to go to jail. I don't. No, fail. So I'm, anyway, sorry. Continue your, I mean, continue your story. That was that must be what about forty five years ago now. Forty years, whatever. Yeah. So times are different, aren't they? Things were so different, and in the days it was about survival. And you know what? I wouldn't yep. take any of it back. What I've been through, um. But at the time, you know, getting up at three o'clock in the morning and a frozen morning to go out and deliver milk for, you know, maybe a five or a week or something. Um, But that's the way it was. Yeah, times were tough, weren't they? But you didn't know, you you were probably, you were happy. I know you were happy, but um, it was tough and and you you did it and it's made you the person that you are. But anyway, sorry, get back to the chicken story, Mum. I want to get to the chicken story. So... Being in that factory, it just shows you like um, what I would say is anybody who really wants to start their own business would be look at all the life, what life experiences you've been through and everything that I've learned through from a young girl right through has actually actually prepared me for my popcorn factory. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But what about what about sell? You not told them what you'd actually done in the, the chicken factory. Did you not sell um, jewellery to the women in yeah, the chicken sold, factory? Yes. And you ended up. I sold jewellery to them. I sold jean pants, um, t-shirts, and videos. And so was, basically, guys, what happened was my mum was earning. What were you earning in the chicken factory? Again? Um, I was like, earning. £36 a week and I was making £250 a week on my cash and carry stuff. Off the women. (laughs) Yeah, selling stuff to the women. So, yeah, that's what I meant about having that entrepreneurial spirit. You were were working basically in the chicken factory, but you were just doing that to kind of get your way in there, which was was good. But I get what you're saying there, obviously. Being in that chicken factory and obviously seeing the packing systems and things like that prepared you for going into the popcorn years later but little at that time did you know that and I think that in life you do have a path and then when you look back you go that's the reason that was like that and I think that was one of the things for you so right we've got the chicken factory we've got the selling right where did we go from there what was next so um then I went through a phase of I mean you know just just say it, Mum. I know what's coming. It's fine. I've already done my disclaimer. That's why I've done my disclaimer there. So just go for it. Go for it. So at the time, credit cards had just came out and um, I was working in the, the chicken factory and, yeah, I was making good money from my cash and carry. But then I met an old friend that I hadn't saw for a couple of years since I left school. So at the time I was about 20. Um, yeah. And I'll always remember it was when Live Aid, the very first Live Aid that was on. So I met up with this friend and he says to me, you know, I couldn't believe it was, you know, a young guy driving a Jaguar and and I said, what have you been doing? Yeah. 
and guys, just to clear up, I mean, if, if you are a younger audience that are listening in, back in the days when you drove like a Jaguar or Mercedes, it was actually a real big thing because you couldn't get finance on cars as easily as you can now. So you actually had to buy your cars outright. Um, so yeah, it was actually quite a big deal if someone was driving these sort of cars. So yeah, you see, sorry, mum, you, you seen your friend driving this car. Yeah. And um, yeah, you were, so, you were um, intrigued, I'm presuming. Uh -huh, so he asked me to go out for dinner. So I was quite all taken aback with the car and how he was dressed and whatever. So I went out for yep. dinner yep. and um, asked him, you know, what, how are you making so much money? Mm -hmm. So he told me, I do credit cards. I said, you know, I, we didn't know really what a credit card was. So I said, so what do you do? He says, we buy credit cards. And then I go into all the shops, we take orders from everybody and let's say for talking sake they wanted a pair of shoes that cost £50, Anton, um, we would get them the shoes with a credit card and then charge you £25 for it. Mm -hmm. You know, he was making a lot of money and he said it's easy. So he said, why don't I pick you up tomorrow and we'll go into the town? Yeah. So... We went into Edinburgh at that time and we went up into Princess Street and he just went into a shop and I'll always remember it was an American Express card and the limit you had on it was £100 in each shop. So um, he went into the shop and started buying me all these jackets and trousers and suits and yep. perfumes yep. and... After a couple hours, I couldn't believe how easy it was. So he says, we get women's ones as well. Do you want to try it? He says, and I thought, oh, that's easy. Yep. But I never thought about... Who was having to pay for it kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, but I never thought about the... Consequences. Who was, whose credit cards. Yeah, that's just part of being young, Sorry. though, isn't it? It's just part of being young. Like, you don't think of the consequences. Or the or, consequences. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, you never thought about the consequences. Fast forwarding a bit, basically, what you've done is you've met up with this friend, you've got this credit card... You're now into the credit card business where you go in, you buy off other people's credit cards. Always need all that was needed was a signature, a fake signature that you could do easily. Yeah. Then what you would do is you it. would buy or you'd swipe it. Yep. And then what you would do is you would take this stuff and say you got a washing machine for fifty pound, and then you'd sell it for a hundred pounds, kind of thing. That's how it worked, and it was none of your money. And then the stuff was getting sold on. Is that is that right? Is that kind of the just of what you were doing? Well, the the washing machine would be a hundred pounds, and you would sell it for half price, like fifty pounds. Oh, you would sell it half price because you never uh -huh, had to buy you would it. Right, sell got it you. Uh -huh. Got you. But either way, you were making money from nothing, effectively, oh, but, right? Yeah. So this is what I love about this story because this sums you up to a team. Um, you've got the heart of gold. So, you've got the absolute heart of gold. So tell everyone how you got caught doing this. So anyway, I was walking about for weeks with the best of clothes on and jewellery and my gold chains. Yeah. And um, I thought I was the business, Anton. Really, yeah, the business. <laughs> <laughs> so, you always say um, that's where I get it from. That's where I get it from. Uh. So, um... One day I'm sitting in the bath, you know, I'm in the bath and then I hear my door getting kicked down and it was the police. Yeah. And they said that, and how they actually found out that I was doing credit cards was 
at the time Live Aid was on, Anton and all the children didn't have water or anything, and Bob Geldof was trying to raise all this money. So I had about 10 credit cards in my purse. So I went on <laughs> and started donating the money. To charity. <laughs> you know, I had to charity. I started donating to all these kids. The tears were rolling down my face watching these kids without water. Yeah. And um, like I say, I was only about 20 or whatever. And um, what had happened, every night I used to do this because you only had a limit of £50 or £100 in each yep. card. Yeah. But every night I would take out all the cards. Yeah. That shows you how stupid I was. I didn't even think, well, it's you just know, your, just your heart. They... You've got a good heart, and um, I don't think that even when you were doing the credit card thing, I don't think you thought you were harming anyone. It was just more of the the credit card company, and you never you never really thought about it when you're young. But yeah. I think that that kind of shows yeah. how much a good heart you have always had. That you did go out your way to donate to charity. But but anyway, so you've done the credit card thing. Then, right, the police have came through the door. It's ended up that over a period of time, I've ended up donating like 10 grand or something to Life Aid. And, you know, um, obviously they've traced back the phone number where all this money's coming, these cards are missing. Where is it coming? And it all came back to my phone number. So the next minute I'm lying in the bath and they kicked through the door. Remember, I've never been in trouble before. The only time I was in trouble was because I was mixed race and I used to get bullied all the time. Well, yep. I never got bullied. I ended up the bully air. Yeah, <laughs> fighting back. So, yeah, so anyway, the police have came, <laughs> the police have came through. You've got caught. The, the, um, the stuff's been all taken off you, yeah, right? Okay, so how did we go from the credit cards? Well, how have we went from the credit cards now, right, to then what was the next stage getting into, obviously wanting to do your own business. I presume after that, I gave you a little bit of scare and then you wanted to go down the right route and do something that was, um, something that was more, I don't know. Yeah, that um, gave me a complete fright and I felt so ashamed. I felt really ashamed because your granddad was, you know, strict. Yes, he'd done wee things here and there, but credit cards and things like that, it was, that would, I just disgusted him. Yeah. And I would never want to do that to my dad. So, um, and I was disgusted, that, you know, the way you get taken down to the police station and how you're sort of treated. And I was ashamed. Yeah. I was ashamed of myself and I swore that I would never do anything like that again. Yeah. So, um, I ended up, I, I met your dad. Yep. And at the time, before I met your dad, I had um, also a business and I called it, a, it was a wee clothing um, collection I had. So I used to buy in all clothes and have like clothes parties. So I done well at that as well. When I think about it, Anton, between clothes, production. Yeah, you've kind of done it all. Selling in the markets. Yep. You know, packing shelves in a shop. I've really done it yep. all. But that set me up for how it came around. You know, I was going to do open up a burger place. Yeah. And it ended up, I bought a popcorn machine. And um, I went down south to purchase this popcorn machine and came straight back. And as soon as I saw 
the popcorn in production, I knew that was my factory. Yeah, and I think as well with them, there wasn't there wasn't a manufacturer in Scotland as well. So again, that entrepreneurial side of you seen a, seen a gap in the market there. And then um, you've what thirty years later, you've you've not looked back, and you you obviously run a very successful popcorn business, which was part of growing up, seeing yourself and my dad growing that business and doing well for yourselves and starting to see the hard work and everything that's what gave me that entrepreneurial spirit and that's how eventually I ended up going into to business myself I mean do you remember mum when um, <laughs> you got called into the school because I am um... oh so yeah yeah do you want to tell so it? yeah I got called into uh -huh. so I ended up that um, you were seeing me selling popcorn and from a young age I used to take you to all the exhibitions. Yeah. And I used to put the wee popcorn, McCorn's popcorn jacket on you with your wee cap. Yeah, that's right. And um, you, you used to have a tub of popcorn and you used to say to all the ladies walking past, taste and try before you buy. And you always got a sale ant on. Yeah. You used to take the money and you were so excited about, oh, mummy, mummy, look, look, and pass the money. So anyway, when you went to school, you came in one day and you said, mum, could I sell the popcorn at school? <laughs> what age was I again? I, I said, of been, course you can. What, what age was I? I must have been, what, about 12, 10? Was it 12? N about 10. No, you were about 10. Yeah. 19, Anton. Yeah, you were it was 19. young, wasn't it? So... We gave you one case of popcorn, which had 24 packs in it. Yeah, that's right. And um, I think I sold the popcorn to you for 50 pence a pack. Yeah. And you so went out and sold it for a pound. That's right, yeah. So um, the first day you came back and you had sold the whole box. That's right. And you went, Mum, Mum, look, look, can I yeah. get two boxes tomorrow? Yeah. So it ended up that you used to take the school bus, remember? Yep. But your dad had to end up driving you because it was so much popcorn to <laughs> be right. sold. I remember, yeah. And then the school had phoned me up and they were disgusted yep. that you were selling this popcorn. Yeah, it turned out that, I was, it all. It turned out that I was making more money than the tuck shops. <laughs> the, school, <laughs> the school wasn't too happy. But um, yeah, so no, that, that's quite... we weren't happy at all. Yeah, so I think obviously, like, you know, from a young age, I kind of had that in me just from, I think, obviously just naturally watching yourself and my dad. And then I'll always, always remember when I left school and I think a job opportunity came up in, at the time it was JJB Sports. And I was excited about this because I was like, oh, I got a first job and whatever. And I was waiting on my, my school qualifications coming back over that summer. And I'll always remember my mum just turning around and saying to me, she went, Anton, our type of people don't work for anyone. And I went, what, what do you mean, mum? Like, I've got this job, I can make £5 an hour, it's going to be great. And she went, no, we don't work for other people. And then it just was mad. And then my mum introduced me to um, boot camp people, a boot camp company, and I ended up working with them during the summer for actual, it was actually free, but it was just to get experience. Yeah. Um, done my fitness qualifications. And then before you knew it, a year later at 17, I started up my own, my own fitness business and literally grew it from two people in a boot camp field to having hundreds of members of a fully equipped gym. So yeah, um, 
we've had our we've had our experiences over the years. Yeah. Um, both of us. I mean, I, we don't need to go into it too much. I think that's gave you a kind of background of exactly what it is. But I want to give you real value from this podcast as well and what we actually think makes a successful business. But before that, Mum, obviously it sounds all good and well when you listen to us just now and it just sounds like, oh, just such an easy, easy journey, you know, just to run in a successful business. But along the way, failures is part of the process. Failure is part of the process when you want to succeed. I believe success is failing and getting back up. The day that you stop getting back up is the day that you stop succeeding. And yeah, I just wanted to know, Mum, what would you say was probably the worst experience you've had in business and how did you overcome it? What had happened when I started the popcorn? Um, not, I mean, we're talking 30 years ago. You never saw pop. The only way, time you saw popcorn was in a cinema. Yeah. So I had a small wee van and at night time I used to make the popcorn and pack it. Yeah. And then pack the van yeah. and go into a certain area and stop off at every shop and on and sell the popcorn. And I used to go out from, you know, maybe sort of 8.30 in the morning. And the thing is, my wee van only could actually um, hold 12 cases of popcorn. It wasn't a lot. But my plan was I wasn't coming back. I would only come back to the factory, the small, small factory that we had, I would only come back if I had sold all the popcorn and this would go on all day. So from half past eight in the morning to maybe about half past ten at night and um, just not selling, just not selling at it's all. Like banging your head against a brick wall, it felt like in the days because popcorn just wasn't the thing uh-huh. in the UK. So you got, you were doing this week in, week out, months were going by, you weren't selling popcorn, you're starting to think, have I made, have I made the wrong decision here? Um, what, what, what turned it around? So me and your dad had, we had got a mortgage on both of us together on a house. So it started that um, things were starting to fall into arrears. And um, we had the sheriff officers up who wanted to take the house off me and oh, we went through a lot. So one day I'm out selling my cases of popcorn and my uncle says to me, I think it's time to stop. Your dad says, look, it's time to stop as well. This isn't happening. We're just getting further into debt all the time. So this went on for a couple of weeks and I wouldn't listen to anybody because remember, in my mind, I was always going to have a factory. Yeah. And that was the start of it. And I believed in it. And when I say hard to keep going, yeah. we never thought about that, you know, I never went into a shop and then I didn't get a sale and go, oh, I'm, I've not got a sale, I'm not going to the next one. It was just, all right, where's the next shop? Let's go into the next shop. No, we don't want your popcorn. Oh, next shop. And you just kept on going. Yeah, and that's that's all, that's all good and well, and you did do that, but eventually it did start to wear down and people were starting to tell you, this isn't going to work. This is the wrong business. People, every shop you're going into, they were saying, no, I don't want popcorn. I don't want this. Yeah. So you got to say your fight, the day that changed it all, right? So you go back out in the van, you go back out in the van, with your uncle, 
your negative uncle <laughs> that's telling you no, 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 no. That's it. So he says, I'll drive the van, you jump in and out, in and out the shops. So that made it quicker that we could get into lots of... Different shops, Different yeah. shops. And um, he says to me, you know, Sherry, and I think that everybody's right. Maybe popcorn's not the thing. He says, you're going to be getting your house taken off you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you're going to lose everything. He says, is it not just time to stop? So I just felt the tears run down my face. And I thought, maybe it is time to just stop, surrender. And I said, right, OK. He says, look, he says, we've been out here for half past eight. He says, it's nearly 10 o'clock at night. He says, it's time to stop. You've not sold one case yet. I said, I know. I said, how many cases are in the back of the van again? He says, we've got 12 cases there, you've not sold one. I said, right, OK. He said, let's go home now. He said, it's time to stop. So we're driving home, Anton, and we're driving down this street and I see two shops. But at that point, though, when he said that, you just burst out crying, didn't you? You, 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 you felt... Yeah, I burst out crying. That was, you felt that was the end, didn't you? You felt like... I felt this, it was the end, son. Maybe everyone's right. I'm losing everything. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you, you felt like it was the end. And, anyway... You start driving home. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm sorry, the tears are rolling down my face and in my mind I'm thinking, you know, maybe everybody's right, I need to stop. Um, I'm just getting everything, you know, everything's just going deeper and deeper in debt. Yep. So we're driving back and we're on this road and I see two shops. So... I said to my uncle, stop the van. I said, there's two shops there. I'll run in. He said, look, you've been out all day, just stop. I said, no, no. I went into the shop and I've says to the man, hi, I says, I'm Sherry Ann from McCorn's Popcorn. I says, I've got your popcorn in the van. He says, popcorn in the van? I said, yeah. He says, I didn't order popcorn. I says, ah, you did. <laughs> but you never. <laughs> but you never. See, when I think about it, Right, so, so, says, so this guy never ordered popcorn. Says, he doesn't have a clue what you're talking about. And then you went in, right, okay, go on. So I said, ah, you did. I says, I've got it in the back. I said, you got it off as um, the end of last week. I said, you've sold out and you wanted more. He said, no. I said, aye. I said, he said, no, I didn't order popcorn. Yeah. I don't sell popcorn here in this shop. I've never sold popcorn in the shop. Yeah. So I walked out the shop, Anton, looked at the top of the sign and said, I'm really sorry, it's not you, it's the shop across the road. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what do you mean the shop across the road? I said, it's their popcorn. He said, you said they were sold out and that's another order. I said, ah, uh-huh. He says, just give me the popcorn. <laughs> I says, I can't give you the popcorn. <laughs> I says, I can't give you that popcorn. That's his popcorn. Brilliant. He says, you can give me that popcorn. He says, I'll tell you why you're going to give me that popcorn. So I says, why? He says, I have another 47 shops. Wow. He says, so you can either go and... You can either go and give him the popcorn and get that. 
an order for one shop yeah. or you can give me the popcorn and I'll give you my 47 shops. And guys, he's a still a customer to this day. What a story. I love that story. Bell, and yeah. that is the story of sheer perseverance. just shows you it was like I was being challenged to the end but the thing was after I gave him the popcorn Anton but a week later you know what I'm like I had to go back and tell him the truth that you know yeah I know what you're like you're honest I went back and I says to him um I says you know that 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 other shop didn't take popcorn I says I was ready to get my house and everything taken off me and I got a bit I'm sort of desperate and I, sorry, I, I lied to you. Do you know what? Anton, he knew. He says, I know. He says, I know now that you didn't you didn't sell them popcorn, but doesn't matter because it's selling now yeah. and everything's good. And that's where things started to rise again. It's, it's a mad story because you're so close to going out of business. Um, but yeah, right. So I think that sums up kind of the full the full um, story of how you done it and it's an amazing amazing story but um yeah so what would you say then mum I mean I can really round this up actually in my head from what you've said and I hope that the viewers can as well or the listeners can but what would you say are your top sort of tips to to running a successful business personally um like you're saying I never had any real sort of education if you look at the things that you've done through your life and certain things that you enjoyed doing, even though you were working from, for somebody else, one thing I knew I loved to do was to sell, Anton. I loved to sell. Yeah. Um, and if you can sort of take those life experiences and look at what really makes you passionate, it's passion. Everything... This business, I mean, I had, I didn't have a lot of money to start the business, but what I had was two hands. I was enthusiastic. I had the passion. I never had the knowledge. I never had all this business knowledge, but I had the passion. Yeah. And I didn't let anything stop me. Passion in my eyes is more powerful than knowledge anyway, because you can have all this knowledge, but if you don't have the passion to do it, it's useless. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's a real story of what really sums it up for me is I think hard work. If you're willing to put the hours in, willing to work hard and just keep persevering no matter if you believe in it, even though others don't, then you need to keep pushing and you need to keep going. But you were the same as well, Anton. You know, when you started up your boot camps and for weeks you went and there was only two women. Yeah. Coming. You know, and get, 
I mean, I think it was the, the fourth or fifth week he said, Mum, this isn't going to work. Yeah, I remember. I said, it'll work if you make it yep. work. I remember the, there was one of the camps and one of the days that no one turned up um, and I took that quite badly. But then I ended up, started getting leaflet drops, leaflets printed off. I started going around houses, whether it was snowing. I remember one time it was snowing, going around the doors, handing through the yeah. leaflets. <laughs> and I was so excited when I then would, in turn get a sale from it and uh, yeah just powered through and then everything sort of started coming together and then obviously Love Island came about later on after years of running a successful business and Love Island was always a business move for me when I got the opportunity for that to happen um, it was always a business move brilliant well guys there you go there you go so when you say a business move Anton mm -hmm. I think it was um, you know, you, you had been doing the fitness and personal training and classes for seven years. Yep. I mean, really, you really did work hard. Get oh, the hours, you've done a lot of hours. Half five in the morning. A lot of hours. Yeah, half five in the morning till Sip, uh, half, half nine at night, seven, seven days, days a, a week. week. Yeah, but I wouldn't take any of it back. It's made me the person who I am. And now I'm in a fortunate position where I can have a little bit more hours to myself, even though... You know, I'm putting other things together, but it's called delegation and being able to delegate. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, like, look, look, let's get back to this because I don't want this, this episode, this could go on forever between the two of us. And that's why I wanted to focus more on you today. Um, the guys can get to know about my, my sort of story um, as we go on in the weeks. Maybe even next week we can dive into that a little bit more about the ranch and how we've done that. I think that would be a good place to go. Um, obviously... This was a, was a great episode today. I think you've gave a great insight. Actually, do you know what would be a great idea, Mum? Why don't you interview me next week? What? You interview me next week and we can talk about my business. Well, I'll interview you about the ranch. That's it. That sounds and great. And what you've done, um, where you started up. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that, son. I'm excited. <laughs> that sounds... We'll do it the other way around next week, guys, to give you an insight from the other view. So today really was the tale from prison to popcorn next week we'll dive in to my story and how i've grew a successful business how love island came about and yeah as always guys thank you very much for tuning in we really appreciate it on your stories make sure if you've listened take a little screenshot share it we'll reshare it and uh, like and comment i believe mum you're posting a lot more in your instagram you're doing great with that by yeah, the way son, I'm um, trying. so yeah you know make sure you get on follow my mum as well if you don't do so already and if you follow my mum and don't follow me what's that about what's that about <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but anyway on that note i'm anton and i'm out and i'm sherry ann anton's mum and i'm out bye everybody